Hey everyone, welcome to Grace Grind and Growth, the podcast. I am your host, Deja Rooted, and I am so happy that you tuned in. You are in for a treat because I will be joined by Taylor Butler. Taylor has some amazing gems that she drops the entire episode, so I really hope that you get comfortable, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. So Taylor, can you start off by telling me your business name and what you do? Hi, everyone. My business name is Her Majesty, and I am a freelance makeup artist. Can you give me a little bit of background on your business and how it came to be? Yes. So I um, started doing makeup in 2012, and um, I continued to do makeup throughout high school. And when I got to college, I decided that I wanted to start my own business. I noticed that there was a lack of women of color and um, advertisements when it came to the makeup industry. Well, just the makeup industry in general, there's a lack of women of color, um, not just women of color, but people of color as well. And I wanted to be someone who uh, people could recognize um, when they get their makeup done, um, like this this makeup artist looks just like me or could understand um, where I'm coming from when it comes to skin tones and matching and stuff like that. I really like to specialize, like I said, in um, women of color and people of color doing their makeup. So when did you know that you wanted to make makeup a business? So in 2012, um, I was about 13 years old and um, my sister is about three years older than me, so she was 16. And so she would, you know, have holiday balls and proms and parties to go to all the time. And I wasn't um, <laughs> allowed to go to those yet. So she would always put makeup on and um, she always looked so beautiful. And one day she just did this really beautiful blue eyeshadow look. I'll never forget it. And I was just like, oh, my God, you have to teach me, please. And so she taught me how to blend. She taught me what brushes to use, eyeshadow palettes. She did everything. And that's what really got me inspired uh, to start doing makeup. And I started practicing on myself uh, because my mom wouldn't let me get my eyebrows done. And that was something that really bothered me because uh, everybody else was allowed to. So I really started with my eyebrows and trying to make them look as though I got them waxed. Um, and so I would do my eyebrows all the time and I became really good at it. And then my friends would ask me to fill their, their eyebrows too. And then that's when I was like, okay, I can start doing makeup on other people now. And then they would start asking me to do a little bit more and more. And then my friend asked me to do her prom makeup and that's kind of when I realized, like, this is something I want to do. I actually really love doing it, bringing the products, doing her makeup, taking pictures. And so when I went to college, um, my mom was like, you know, you can start making money off of this. You should um, do a makeup business. You love it, and you can do it really well on other people. So that's how I started to do my makeup business. So I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, um, or at least young entrepreneurs, don't really believe that, you know, there is never really a right time to start. Like a lot of people wait for the right moment to start with whatever that means to them. Mm -hmm. um, so as a result of that, um, some people actually never get started. So mm -hmm. where did you start in your business? Like what did you start with? Um, what aspect or um, was it like prices? Was it um, your website? Was it just deciding a name? What did that look like for you? Well, the first thing I did was I started to play around with my logos on uh, Canva 
and I had several different names, and I didn't really know which one I wanted to do. And um, when I was thinking of names, I was just trying to think of um, a name that I would want to have a legacy, a name that I thought would last forever and would be, you know, able to go across time. So um, Her Majesty, I was inspired by the Michael Jackson music video, and I just thought it was really cool how, um, you know, when referring to someone of royalty, you refer to them as majesty. And so instead of saying, you know, your majesty, I personalized it and made it her majesty. Um, then I made a logo for it. I got several models together. I did their makeup, took pictures. I had my first photo shoot. And then my dad, he helped me. He made my website for me. And that's where I got started. I started posting on Instagram more. First, it started on Snapchat, just a little here and there. And then on Instagram, I was like, okay, let me come out with my business. And then I made my first post. And then after that, I was like, okay, it's out there. And I can't go back now. So yes, that's how I got my business started. And I would just say for people who um, are scared to get it started, I would say go ahead and start it now. Um, like I wanted to try to have everything together to start my business and I would put it off and put it off and put it off. And I just say start now and that way you're able to see your growth and see where you started, how far you've come, how you're going to keep pushing. And it's actually really inspirational if you do it that way. Start right now rather than waiting because like you said, if you keep waiting, then you'll never start. So it all starts with an idea and you can just keep growing it and growing it. So because you did say you started your freshman year, you may not um, have had like a long experience without having started your business and being a full-time student at the same time. But can you speak to a little bit about how you manage your time, um, you know, having your own business and still being a full-time student? Yeah, um, it's super hard. Uh, I try to set um, monthly goals rather than daily goals. Um and what the monthly goals does is it helps me concentrate on what I want to do long term um, because I <laughs> it's hard for me to do something every day. That way, the monthly goals gives me a little lead way to give myself room so I don't feel like there's a huge deadline. And that way I can have, you know, little space to get things accomplished. Um that's how I usually do. I usually start with monthly goals. And I try to do a little bit for my business a day here and there, whether that be buying a new product or making a post or correcting my website or proofreading or um, advertising or handing out a business card. Every single day, I'm trying to have my business known in some way by somebody. And hopefully somebody knew. But if it's old, it doesn't matter. That's fine because that way they can spread the word. But yeah, but it is really hard, and I do try to make time for it. Like, I wake up in the morning, and usually in the morning, I lay in bed. I'm a really early bird. So I'll try to do something, like, right when I wake up. That way, it's like, I can get it out of the way, it's done, and I can relax the rest of the night. But it's hard because, like I said, like, my followers aren't up in the morning. So I usually have to do it at 3 or, like, 9, but yeah. But I love that idea because... You know, I can't remember where I heard it, but someone said if you wanted to, if you want to build a brick wall, you just 
think small scale, like lay a brick every day. Right. Like you don't just tackle the whole thing right, at right. once. You got to do something on a daily basis. So that's really good. Right. Um, so how do you feel about investing in yourself and what do you do to invest in not only your business, but your skill set? It takes a lot of sacrifice. I realize that when it comes to my investments, I have to really manage my money and figure out where I want to put it. And a lot of it doesn't go on myself. Like, you know, nails and hair and, like, the stuff that I would like to buy. So how I invest in myself is I like to do a little something a day. So I like to go on Instagram, um, try to learn at least a tip a day or at least um, watch a YouTube video in the background while I'm doing something um, and go on my favorite makeup artist page and... Um, see what they're doing, see their tutorials and how they promote. And for my skill set, I will try to purchase makeup items at least every week. And I really like to focus on a balance between small items and big items. So the small items that I can make do or make shift or, you know, mix some colors around or, you know, uh, make some foundations or concealers to be able to make it last longer. That's something I'll do. So it's about making things last, being creative, making sure that you know which small items and which big items you need right now and which ones can wait. And um, yeah, I'm asking for help. Uh, I also ask for help when it comes to like promoting. So that's like an, uh, what I would consider like an investment because um, when I ask a client, oh, you know, shout me out or um, tell your friends about me, that's an investment that way that they can, you know, tell other people and those people can come and book an appointment with me. So, yeah. I feel like just in entrepreneurship in general, a lot of times people don't really talk money mm-hmm. and um, it's a really uncomfortable subject for a lot of people. So how did you know where to put your money or where you could like save or where you could um, do certain things with it, but make smart money decisions from an entrepreneurship standpoint instead of just thinking, you know, temporarily or like short term. Who did anybody help you? Did you just like automatically know what to do? How did that look for you? I d- <laughs> there have been a lot of times I've made a lot of mistakes um, when it's come to purchases, when it comes to my business. Um, things that I could have, you know, waited on or things that I didn't need. And it's honestly all a learning experience. Like, I could go to this makeup artist and see what they buy, but if it doesn't work for me and my budget, then there's no point of buying it. So I really would have to figure out what I wanted. That was really hard, I feel like, because, I, you know, I'm asking for opinions from everybody else. And... Eventually, I had to figure out, okay, what do I know that I need for my business? What do I think that my clients will need? What's going to help me in the long run? And it it is hard to, like, figure out um, what those things are. Um, yeah. I'm still learning <laughs> every day. I'm still learning how to manage money. Um, but just genuinely asking myself sometimes in the store, I know it's really, like, weird, but I'll say, do I need this right now and I'll think and I'm like okay is it really a need and if it's not a need then I'll say okay I'll give it you know three days and if I still want it and or need it 
then I'll go back and get it. I do the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's smart. I mean, it helps me out because sometimes I'll literally just go crazy. Sometimes I'm like, yes, I need this. I need this. I know this will be great to use. And, but I'm like, I just have to be practical sometimes and really think like, no, you don't need this right now. Um, yeah, but that, that's really hard as well. And I'm still, like I said, I'm still learning every day, but piece by piece, I'm getting it. I love it, especially in the world of Amazon Prime. I'm like, do I really need this? Okay, I can leave it in my car. And if it stays there for a week, then I should probably take it out because right. I don't need it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. So just thinking, like taking a step back from your business and like the operational stuff, um, think about some experiences. Can you just like tell me like what your most memorable experience or client was or um, something that you'll like take with you forever? Like when you think of a highlight or like a moment that you are never going to forget, what is that for you and Her Majesty? Well, it was two different moments, but, um, well, one of them, well, I have really bad anxiety. So um, I went to a convention and it was my very first convention. Well, actually, I think I have three, but I'll keep them all short. But (laughs) anyways, um, I went to a convention and um, it was just really special to me because, I had, I didn't have the money to go and it was just like the reason why it made me feel so special is because everything just kept working out. So I didn't have the money. I didn't have enough money to be a vendor at the convention and somehow it just so worked out that I was able to get into the convention and I was like, oh my God, cool. And then there was a makeup contest and I was like, oh my God, I don't have the money for the makeup contest. And then it worked out as well. And I was like, okay, now I'm in the makeup contest. I can win prizes and, you know, win an award now. So it was just little things like that. And my table wasn't really together. I tried my best with the money I had and Um, everything just worked out. Like my mom and my sister came, they helped me out and my best friends helped me out. And I was feeling so nervous that whole entire day. And it just really felt like I belonged, especially like after I won the makeup contest, it just kind of affirmed me that this is like really where I need to be. And, you know, I need to get myself out there and people think that I'm talented and I should believe that I'm talented as well. And, my anxiety about like my makeup business in general, I used to think, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know if it's going to succeed. And that was just kind of the moment where I was like, okay, this is something and I want to grow into something more and it's going to be big. So I trust in God and I don't have any anxiety when it comes about my makeup business anymore. I may, you know, dilly dally here and there, like, oh, what should I post and stuff like that. But there's not a doubt in my mind that it's going to work out. Yeah, I feel I feel like all of that too, especially because I feel like a lot of things in life are like a game of momentum. Like mm-hmm. if you, like you just mentioned, like, you know, you feel like God is taking care of it all for you. So if you take the first step, like he's going to show you where, this, where you need to push your foot for the second step. Like right. you felt like you weren't sure if you were going to make it in the room. And not only did you make it in the room, you like were able to like get your table and your yeah. family came and supported and right. they just like all ended up coming together. Yeah. So stuff like that always makes so me happy. At the um, expo, there was a woman and 
Um, she was a pastor's wife, and I had spoke to her, and she had just put a blessing over my whole business, and that was really cool. Uh, she was just like, I know that you're going to be really successful. I feel it. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and then um, I also got to work for an Urban Decay event, and that was super fun. It was like a really huge convention. It was like three days. I was so exhausted. It was for hours on end, but... I was able to work with so many different women and uplift women and, um, you know, teach them about urban decay and apply makeup and learn a lot of professional skills that I didn't know that I needed. And um, that was also a moment for me as well that kind of confirmed that this is what I really want to do. And um, if, you know, urban can, decay can see the potential in me, then, um, then yeah. Yes, you need to see it in yourself. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So alongside that, so I know that you mentioned having anxiety, and I feel like that is something that we all, even if we don't experience it the same way, like we all struggle with that. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some of the other challenges that you feel like you have experienced in business? I would say um, budgeting. And investing, as we mentioned. Um, also, yeah, getting support. It's really hard. What are some of the biggest challenges you've faced in your business? Um, I would say figuring out, like, what my audience likes. It's hard to figure out, like, who you're targeting, um, how they're going to respond, what they want to see. That's a really hard aspect of um, having a makeup page and being a makeup artist. Um, also figuring out like where I want to put my money because there's so many different things that I want to do and then I have so many more items that I want to buy and upgrade so it's it's really hard to figure out like what is a what is a good budget for this year and what's a good standpoint for this year and then how can we prepare for the next year um, so planning is really hard and organizing I'm learning how to figure that out but it is really hard and also, along with, like, figuring out what your audience likes, like, getting the support from your audience, even if they do like it, like, getting likes and comments and shares and just going the extra mile. Because, you know, some people will see it and they'll like it, but they won't necessarily actually like the post or comment or share. So just getting people active and involved is really hard. When you have a business, you have to do so many other different aspects that you wouldn't think that you would have to do like yes of course I love to do makeup but I also have to make flyers like and manage money these aren't things that you know I mean of course that comes with owning a business but I have to master so many different other skills right. along with doing a business so, like now I'm trying to figure out how to paint because I'm realizing that painting is a, a thing that could help my business like um, photography. I've tried to do photography before. Like it's editing. I've had to learn how to edit. Like there are so many different <laughs> things that you have to do. So honestly, stretching yourself, you have to stretch yourself across multiple different creative aspects to be able to own a business and do it effectively, unless you're going to pay somebody else to do it. And I don't have the money. So <laughs> I, right. I have to learn how to do it myself and that's fine by me. <laughs> so that's another challenging aspect as well. Okay, so in your industry, who has been like, I guess just like revolutionary or who have you just like seen and just be like, they are my example, like I'm striving. Like mm. they have paved the way. I'm trying to like 
travel that path? So I started off of um, this one makeup artist named Fresh Face Honey. Uh, she had a really inspiring story, and she came from a really rough background, but she's a really successful makeup artist today. And it kind of inspired me that no matter where you start or no matter what age or no matter what how much money you start with, you could still be who you want to be and be successful and do really great makeup. And so um, another person who inspired me was um, Beauty by Melissa. I used to scroll all the way down to her post when she would start at Nick's counters and, you know, small stuff like that. And then she's grown now to, you know, having international classes and things like that and, you know, having thousands of followers and, you know, being herself, just being a brand. And also um, Pat McGrath, um, really inspirational as well. And um, I'm trying to think. I think that's all. Okay. Those are the people who really inspired me. Also my sister, because she does good makeup. Did your sister um, do her own makeup or did she do makeup too? Like, does she have a business? Mm-mm. She did makeup on herself, but she doesn't do it anymore. Really? Yeah, she doesn't do what? it. And she doesn't let me do it on her either. And it's so upsetting. Why? I don't... I wish I could explain. But I I, I wish I knew, honestly. <laughs> but she just doesn't like getting her makeup done. She doesn't like sitting. I don't know. That's ironic, though, because yeah. she did it long enough for you to find your passion. Right. So, like, that's Exactly. Cool. And then teach me everything I know and then just be like, eh. My face I'm, is over. Right. Like, my and she up. gives me makeup all the time. Like, she'll buy makeup for me or she'll give me her old stuff because she's like, I'm not going to do makeup anyways. I'm just like, that's fine. That's <laughs> awesome, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. What do your What does your family say? Because I know you said your dad built your website. Mm -hmm. um, you um, were doing your logo on Canva right. and your parents, like, support you. So, like, what, what do you feel like they um, think of how far you've come in your business and just like as a professional it's kind of hard it's too it's coming from two different places uh I understand that my family you know wants the best for me and I understand where they're coming from and you know when it comes to the history of our family and like ancestry and traditionalism and having a regular nine to five job so it's hard when my parents, you know, say things like, well, you know, in case this doesn't work out or, you know, the, or, you know, you should do this or you should do that. It, it does hurt, but I understand that it's coming from a place of love and care and they want me to have something stable. So there is the aspect that sometimes feels like it's not support, but I know that it's just support in a different way. Just wanting me to, you know, be able to have a stable life and a successful life by doing something, you know, that it would be like a nine to five job. But on the other aspect of it, they are so supportive. Like I said, my dad made my website and my mom is always telling somebody about my business. Like we'll literally be standing in line at the grocery store. Yeah, and she, as I say, my mom will come through every time like, <laughs> hey, you look like you like makeup. My daughter here does makeup and she'll give them the card. She'll show them the website pictures. She doesn't care who it is. She'll tell them. I absolutely love that about her. And um, my sister, she helps me with all my ideas. And um, she's the one who always pushes me forward and helps me with my ideas for my advertisements. And 
my brother, I'll ask him to draw me a sketch and he'll do it for me for free because my brother's an artist. He's a cartoonist. So, um, you know, he'll sketch up um, little logos for me. I have a couple of his logos on my business page. But yeah, he, he supports my business as well. He's um, always saying that he likes my makeup, and that just means a lot to me because he's a boy, and he, like, isn't into that stuff. So, uh, yeah, my dad is so supportive, so supportive when it comes to my website. He puts all my pictures up, um, does all the technicalities of it. Um, he's the main one who told me I needed to raise my prices and as well as my mom, but yeah, my, my family's super supportive when it comes to my business and they really want to see it succeed. And, um, they're always coming up with ideas and telling their friends. And so I, I know that they support me. I feel like you see a lot of people who, um, have to, not that there's anything wrong with this, but they have to like, you know, go to Facebook and find like an entrepreneurial group or they, um, just like go to something on the internet because they feel like the people around them just don't understand or like, there's no one, you know, there's always someone somewhere who knows, you know, what you know or is trying to do something right. similar that you can, like, pair up with. But, like, some people feel like they don't have that physically around them. Right. And they have to, you know, just look for that in different ways. So the fact that you get that from your, that support from your family is pretty amazing to me. Because mm-hmm. um, that's actually something that I hear Thank often. Yeah. <laughs> So going back to what you said about your parents telling you that you need to raise your prices, um, I feel like a lot of people do start out pretty low just to get mm-hmm. their feet wet, just to see, like, you know, who will kind of, like, bite, like, who is going to, like, you know, mm-hmm. come take me up on my services and stuff like that. So what are your thoughts on um, starting out low and then increasing um, as opposed to maybe just, like, starting where you feel comfortable if there's a difference for you? Like what, is, what are your thoughts on just pricing and entrepreneurship starting out? I would say don't ever lowball yourself. That was my biggest mistake. Don't do it. It is very hard to come back from setting your prices at such a low price and then, you know, doing a 180 and being like, I'm raising my prices. Yes, it it is kind of – It's it, I feel like it's hard because – um, you know, it also makes people kind of think like, hmm, so why does she just raise her prices all of a sudden? And even though it's me realizing, okay, I'm growing and I see that my work is becoming better, I started out low thinking that if I start out where I think that my talent is, then I can grow and people will grow with me. So if I start out, you know, which was $10. I started out at $10, which is so unheard of for a makeup artist. Um, I started out $10. I was like, you know, I think my makeup's worth $10. And, you know, I'm sure people will too. And they'll book with me. And then once I get more clients, then I'll start to raise my prices. But what I started to realize is people aren't going to pay for something that's cheaper. My mom would always say if there were two things and one was priced like, you know, more expensive than the other, but they were the same product. Let's say a blender. I don't know why I'm thinking of one, <laughs> but we're definitely going to say a blender. So um, if there are two different blenders, and then there's the the nice shiny one that's, you know, like expensive price, and then there's another one that's, you know, a regular price. Yes, you could go ahead and get the practical use one for that practical price. Or you could get the expensive one because you're thinking that, oh, it's better quality, it's going to last longer, it's 
going to make me feel better in the long run rather than spending it on something that's, you know, lower quality because it may be lower priced. So that's exactly how it kind of came with makeup. Um, Why would someone want to pay, you know, for, um, you know, low makeup if they don't know what they're getting? Uh, I personally, now that I think about it, I'm like, you know, why would I want to pay $10? And that would probably mean that she's using cheap products. It would probably mean that my makeup's not going to last. It probably means that she's not that, you know, great at makeup or she's practicing on me. And that would make me kind of feel uncomfortable to know that I'm paying $10. If it were me, I would want to pay, you know, $50 to get my makeup done because then I know, okay, there's some professionalism here. There's some quality here. So I would say never lowball yourself. Yes, you can start out where you're comfortable. That's fine, too. Um, But don't go below your worth. And also, I would say just add a little bit more than what you think you are because we tend to downplay ourselves. So, yeah, you may start at something that you may feel is comfortable, but it may not actually be your quality, like your what's your worth because, you know, you may lowball yourself or be a little bit insecure or see yourself as a little bit lower. So like talk to people because it wasn't until that I talked to several people that I realized I needed to raise my prices because when it was just me, I'm thinking this is a great price. People are going to love this. They're going to pay $10. I'm going to get amazing clients. I'm going to get so many. And, And now that I think about it, I'm like, that was just not really the smartest move. So, yeah, definitely charge what you're worth, if not more, and um, make sure to raise your prices as your quality increases, and don't let anybody tell you what to charge. You can take suggestions, but don't. (laughs) (laughs) And don't let people bully you about your prices. Do you feel like you kind of, like, attract a different crowd? Like, I feel like a lot of times, um, even... Now in college, like, you know, you see people who have their prices and then, you know, maybe they do good services, maybe they don't. And then you, like, browse, like many people do when they're looking for, like, hair, makeup, nails, anything. Um, And they're just different budgets that people work from. Do you feel like, um, specifically for you, that it has impacted who you attract or, like, it has um, maybe turned away some people or even brought certain people, like, your way that you feel are more suited for your business? Yeah. Raising my prices, I realized that I got older clients um, with more stable incomes. I also realized that I were getting people who really realized my worth and were willing to pay. And it did turn away people who I um, would have liked to continue doing business with. I felt as though you know, in the beginning, they were my clients, and I felt that we had built a relationship. And as your prices begin to change, sometimes that does turn away people who don't feel as though they want to pay that or don't feel as though you're worth that amount. And that happens, and it's hard, and it's tough, but... Is it kind of just a thing that you just have to take and, like, grow from? Yeah, it is. Um and not to take it personally, like I used to take it personal when I raised my prices and, you know, I wasn't getting the same clients or I was getting, at first I w- wasn't getting clients, but, and then I started to get more, but in the beginning I was like, this was a bad idea. Maybe I should go back. But no, I've realized that raising my prices has, you know, given me more clientele, um, gives me a little bit more credibility. Yeah. I love it. And especially where you mentioned like not taking it personally because it's professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's big, or at least just from um, 
transitioning, you know, from like a young adult into a professional world, just talking outside of entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. from my personal experience in college, just in general, becoming a young professional is really important not to take stuff personally because a lot of people look at stuff as disposable, you know, like yeah. if not you, then this person, if not that person, then the next one, you know? Yeah. So it's really important. Yeah, it's really hard. I feel like that's another challenge that I would say is like professionalism and not taking it personally um, because professionalism is really hard to do, especially when people, you know, aren't being professional with you. So that's something that I've had to learn um, as the years come by. Um, I always try to keep it professional no matter what happens because it reflects not only on me, but my business as well. Yeah, taking it personal. That's the other one, taking it personal because I am very sensitive. So when I don't get a certain amount of likes or comments or something like that, I'll take it personal. And it's like really something that I struggle with and something that I'm learning to figure out that it has to come within myself. And um, once I realize how to do that, then I won't need the approval of the outside world, I'll be able to really just be able to focus in and do exactly what I love and not care about necessarily what's around me or what people think. So I feel like not taking it personal is really teaching me how to build like tough skin because I don't have it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's grown. It's developed. Yeah. It's something you acquire. Right, you know? right. So it's fine. But I do want to ask you, one more question before we get to the um, closing four, three, two, one. Um, so in a perfect world or like years from now, what do you see for your business? Like what do you see for Her Majesty in the long run? What's your vision? I see Her Majesty being a brand, um, something more than just a name. Uh, I want to have it be professionals working underneath um, the name Her Majesty. So um, not only just makeup artists, but estheticians and hairstylists and nail text. I want it to be somewhere you can go and pick out somebody who you know will be able to do the style of that you like that fits you and a place where you can feel comfortable as a person of color. Um, a place that uplifts and also advocates. And um, I don't want it to just be, you know, just one place. I would love for it to be a chain or, you know, like like Pat McGrath. She is a, like her name is a brand. So if you book Pat McGrath, she's going to have several makeup artists working underneath her. And they all do her style. They all have worked with her and... That's something that I would like to model. Um, so it may it may not be all of those different aspects, but I definitely would like to have a lot of makeup artists work underneath me and for me to one day be able to retire and just <laughs> teach makeup so I don't have to necessarily do it. But yeah, that's where I see Her Majesty um, going, just uplifting uh, people of color and no matter what skin they're in, no matter what they look like, who they are, where they come from, yeah. All right, so last but not least, um, we have the four, three, two, one. Um, so four words that sum up your college experience. What are those? Growth. 
learning. Wait, are those the same thing? If you want them to be, but they don't have to be. They can be separate. Okay, they're one thing. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> Growth and learning is in the same category. Um, patience. Self-love. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and, um, hmm, I need a, I get a fourth one. Yeah, you gotta finish strong. <laughs> gotta finish strong. Um, God. Honestly. You couldn't pick a better word. I like, couldn't pick a better word. Because that, you yeah. <laughs> got me through. Yes. So, yes, that wraps up my college experience. Okay, three things that you would tell your younger self. I feel like you're, I'm going to start crying. Okay. Um, <laughs> you made it to the end. I no, made it to the Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I usually like, cry. But um, I would really want to tell myself just to love yourself. I know it sounds so cliche. But it's not, though. But it's not, though. It is. I have realized that it is so hard to love yourself. And... I'm just realizing that I have to spend every single day with myself. Why not love? Why not love her? So, yeah, I would tell myself, love yourself. You are beautiful. You do not need all those different things to make you feel like you are worth it. Um, find it from within yourself, not other people. Um, be nicer. <laughs> I know okay, you gotta go in a yeah little bit. I, a little deaf when I say be nicer I guess I mean be more understanding of other people's situations um where people come from what are the different aspects that affect how they move how they behave what they say it's very hard for me as a where I come from <laughs> and the household that I grew up in to understand other people um and what they experience and sometimes I feel as though I really think about myself and um, I forget that the world doesn't revolve around me but that's so mature yeah yeah Yeah, it's just like sometimes I'll think that something is happening because of me I'll blame something oh this person is acting some way because they feel this way about me Mm. it's like no that's a that's having a big head now that now I see it but it's just like no you know it's not, not everything. About. Yeah, everything's not about you. I guess I would say that. Okay. Yeah, you not be nicer, but everything's not about you. I love it. Okay, love yourself. Everything's not about you, and appreciate what people do for you and the things that you have been given. Um, I find it hard to, I guess. Taylor, you better not cry. I'm not about to cry. I'm not about to cry. (laughs) Okay. Um, But, yeah, I find it hard to, you know, keep all those things in my head, like those small things that people do for me on a day-to-day basis. So just thinking, um, you know, these people love you, and they'll do anything for you, and... Always say thank you. Always say that you love them when you can. And showing that you're appreciative means a lot more than saying it. So, yeah, just appreciate what you've been given. Yeah. Okay. And then what are two things that you'll always remember or take with you? Prayer works. That's one. Oh, 
I try to do a thing a day that scares me. It's hard, but doing something, at least one thing a day that scares me, um, putting myself out there. Um, I read a quote today, um, making myself uncomfortable until I'm comfortable. So, yes. That. Yes, so posting and promoting myself and, you know, um, even when I feel like I don't want to. So um, that's what I would say, yeah. And then number one, um, who is one person who's made a huge impact or difference in your experience? I would have to say my sister. I would have to. Because <laughs> she has been there through so much. Um, she's been there for every time I've called her about a makeup look when I say I want to give up. Like, I don't know. I, this makeup looks terrible. She's like, no, keep going. You got this. And she's been there for every time I've wanted to say I quit my business. She's been, like, such an amazing person. I mean, she's the one who even put me on to makeup and got me interested. So how could I not, like, say my sister? She's an amazing person. She'll tell people about my business. She'll promote me. She'll always comment, always like, no matter what I ask. She buys my stuff for my business. That's so sweet. She does it all the time. And um, she's been a model for me. She means a lot to my business. She's been to every single makeup event. She's been helping me. Like, she literally will set up the whole table and everything. Um, yeah. She's my rock. So, <laughs> I thought I was going to make it through. <laughs> At least it was number one. <laughs> you did make it through. I did make it through. <laughs> and then the tears dropped a little bit. Right. <laughs> okay, well, I just want to say thank you so much thank you so um, much i feel like we've talked about a lot and i've learned about a lot about you mm -hmm. through this interview um and i just want you to know that you are supported like no, thank you um, it may not always feel like it or look like it but you definitely have people like silent cheerleaders like <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> we, would, we shouldn't be so silent oh yeah but like oh no i know and sometimes it's like you know sometimes i know that i do forget um you know small comments here and there i'm like oh yeah, I know. The support I've been getting so far has been so amazing. And I appreciate the support. And I tr there's uh, sometimes I feel ungrateful for thinking about the support that I don't get. So it's just like... It's just easier to notice sometimes. Yeah, it's easier to notice the support. Um, but like I said, there are people who, you know, are, you know, maybe saying things rather than, you know, necessarily being on social media. So... Yes, I do feel the support, though. I'm not saying that there isn't any, but thank you for the ones. <laughs> no, for everybody, honestly. <laughs> I feel like that was messed up. Oh, yeah. Thank you for all your support, and I appreciate all the love I've been getting. Um, please continue to tell people about my business. Thank yes. you. Thanks, Taylor, for being a guest on this podcast today. I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to share it. Leave a comment, rate it in the app or on the platform that you are listening to. And until next time, thanks for listening, y'all.